You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. on what I've titled, Don't Change Your Identity. Don't change your identity. Tell the next person, don't change your identity. Alright. Daniel chapter 1 verse 6 to 7. Now for most of you, when you're reading the Old Testament, it is very important and very instructive to understand that everything in the Bible has its center with Jesus and his redemptive work on the cross. And so if you're reading and you're not able to get the interpretation of the symbolisms, you are not truly getting the meaning and the essence of scripture. The book of Daniel was written and it explicitly speaks to the new creation reality as to what God was about to make you and I. Even though we're not present yet. Oh, hallelujah. So that 4,000 years before Jesus would come to die, he used vessels like Daniel and his friends to epitomize how you and I are going to become. Praise the Lord. So, Daniel chapter 1 verse 6 to 7. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four of the young men chosen from the tribe of Judah. 7. The chief of staff renamed them with these Babylonian names. Daniel was called Belshazzar. Hananiah was called Shadrach. Mishael was called Meshach. And Azariah was called Abednego. Now, Israel was taking captivity into Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar was a king. And as part of their culture... If you are brought into captivity and you would have to serve in a certain position in their kingdom, they would have to change your name. And one thing you need to understand is that in your name is your identity. 
When people change their names, they change it so that they are not identified by it. Is that true? And when people are giving names as well, they are giving names so that they will be identified by their names. So if I hear your name, I can tell where you are coming from. Oh, hello. So names connote identity. If you hear lie, you know I'm a gun. And you'll be able to actually trace the clan from which I am coming from. So names are so powerful. But Bible said when these young men were called to serve in that kingdom, they changed their names. They changed their identity. Daniel and his friends are a picture of us believers today. Babylon actually means confusion. And therefore, it is a picture of the world that operates in the knowledge of good and evil. Through which there's confusion and chaos in every aspect. When we begin to walk in the light of the New Testament revelation of what Christ has done for us, it throws us into a world of confusion. Because the world operates by the knowledge of good and evil. They operate by performance. What you do, they operate by effort. But we don't operate by effort. We operate according to the power of the cross. According to the finished work of Christ. That which Christ has finished, that is where we start. Therefore, it is not by might and it is not by power, but for us, it is by, by the spirit, which is the grace of God. But we are living in a world that believes in what you do and your performance. And because they have so much believed in performance, they have thrown the world into confusion. The same people that would teach their children not to lie. The same people would tell their children a man can marry a man. Because the morality of man is selective. The morality of man is not complete. Man needs the righteousness of Christ. And that is imputed righteousness makes you and I who we are. But if you are not careful, they will change your name. If you lose your name, you have lost your faith. If you lose your name, you have lost your identity. Now, Daniel in the Hebrew means God is my righteous judge. 
And the new name they gave him, Belshazzar, means the Lord of straightened treasure. Or, Bell's prince. In other words, they have made Daniel the prince of their God. Hello. The one who sees Yahweh as his righteous judge, just like you, the New Testament believer, by his righteousness, you have been made clean. God is the one who has become your righteous judge. In other words, God sees you in the light of Christ for which he has made you and he sees you clean. But they threw that identity away and wanted to identify him with their God. Bell's Prince. Looks nice. It looks nice. So they're saying, your righteousness, your well-being and well-doing your accountability is in the hands of Baal. That's the same way the world makes you feel. They judge you by your performance. They judge you by what you do. They call you the name they defined by their performance. So, if you do well in their eyes, they call you well. If you don't do well in their eyes, they call you not well. But they don't know that you have been named already. You have been named the beloved of the Lord. You have been named the begotten of the Father. And nothing changes that. It has not to do with how much you perform. It has to do with what has been done on the cross for you. And it is settled. Praise Jesus. Can't you realize that how the world is going these days? Very soon, everybody is going to be thrown into confusion. Because people boast about things that in the end will make them victims tomorrow. So somebody has some cool character today and they boast of their character and then tomorrow they fell, they fall into trashes and then they become victim to what they said. Haven't you realized that people have money and they boast about their money and in the end that same money they lose everything and they become victims of the things they have been boasting. Our boast is in the righteous judge. Our boast is in Christ Jesus. Our boast is not in any other thing. So when you are boasting about something you have, that is not Christ. Be careful. Because very soon you are going to become a victim of that same thing. Stop priding yourself in your efforts, in your achievements. Because very soon you become a victim of it. 
Everything about life is transient. There's only one that is forever. His name is Jesus. So what I'm teaching you should stay with you throughout your life. Jude chapter 1, verse 24. Jude has only one chapter, so normally he said Jude 24. But I know some of you have never read it before. So if I put Jude 24, you'll be confused. So I said, let me do it, Jude 1, 24. Now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away. And will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fall. Ah! Glory to God! Who is able to keep you from falling away? And as a matter of fact, on the last day, because of your impu- his imputed righteousness, he is the one who is going to present you blameless without a single fault before the Father. So he's the one keeping you. Not yourself. Not your performance. Not your effort. You cannot keep yourself. You cannot. So they want to change Daniel's name and say, Oh no! I keep myself by the power of Baal. Daniel says, You don't know what you are talking about. And you see how Daniel did it. Number two. The next name of Daniel's friends. We read that was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. So let's look at Hananiah. Hananiah means grace. Favored of God. But the new Babylonian name, Shadrach, it means the great scribe. Now, the scribes are those who kept and gave clarity, clarity, sorry, to the law. In other words, if you don't understand the law, you go to the scribes. They actually have studied and they actually know the intentions and the motives and the actions of the law. So, if you don't understand anything about the law, you go to them. They make sure that the law is preserved. So actually they are saying that the guy who is living by grace now has to live by the law. And that is what the world presents to you and I. They want to change your identity. They said no contribution, no job. If you don't do this, you don't get that. And as a matter of fact, gradually we are bringing that into the church. The church is not operating by grace anymore. The church is now operating by law. Then what did Christ come to do? Some 
of you sit in church and you quote the law of karma. And that's how you train your children. This thing that you are doing, it will come back to you. If you sitting down right now in my face, all the things you did, if they came back to you, tell me whether you'll be sitting here. It's so easy when you point hands. It's so easy. Hananiah, favored of God. Child of God, you are favored of God. And walk in his favor. Don't let anybody cheat you by the law. You see, anytime they quote the law, all they make you feel is you don't deserve it. You don't deserve this position. You don't deserve to be married. You, you don't deserve to have this. So anytime the law comes, it takes you away and disqualifies you. Oh, hello. When Christ has already qualified you, you don't need to be qualified by the law. Your qualification is in Christ. And if Christ has qualified you, nobody can disqualify you. You are qualified. Qualified. In other words, if you're a believer and you become law conscious, you move from Christ conscious to sin conscious. And so most of us are Christians. We are believers, but we are in bondage. And I always tell people that you, you don't need to be in, in someone pre prison to be in prison. You can be walking, yet you are not free. And most of us believers are not free. Because the patterns of this world have brought us into bondage. You feel good because the world says you are good. You feel cool because the world says you are cool. It is the patterns of the world that draw the lines for us and we walk in their lane. Carefully. The moment we shift lanes, we feel we are falling off. So the standard is no more Christ. The standard is the world. So now the world shapes you. Instructs you. Tells you what you wear. Every time they think about you are not thinking about what Christ has made you. And you forget that as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you keep thinking about sin, 
tell me what you become. And if you know that you have been made righteous, tell me what you become. So why don't you know that what you are being bound by is not what you have been given. You just took what is not yours. Christ has made us free. And he has made us free from the power and the bondage of sin. So listen, anything that you do that you did wrong is your shadow. That is not your image. So that is not you. So don't define yourself by what you did wrong. That is not you. It's your shadow. As a matter of fact, so far as your flesh and blood, you will do something wrong. But the point is that you don't live by flesh and blood. You live by the spirit. So what actually the spirit is working in you is what you must concentrate on. Because that's who you are. Now your identity is not in your flesh. Your identity is in the spirit. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? How did they call blind Bartimaeus? Blind Bartimaeus. They defined him by his predicament. Because he was blind. They called him blind Bartimaeus. Signed. The son of the guy who is blind. Whose name is Timaeus. That is the meaning of bar. Anytime you see bar, it means son. So son of Timaeus, who is a blind man. The world defines you by something that went wrong. Something that goes wrong. But the Lord defines you by what he has made you. And you walk in that life. Praise the Lord. Look at John 16, verse 5 to 11. Now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you? So Jesus is the one speaking. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Watch this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Who is he talking about? Oh, amazing people. And when the Holy Spirit has come, what will be the work of the Holy Spirit? He will convict the world of what? And of what? And of what? So the Holy Spirit has a threefold ministry towards the world. Number one, he will convict the world of what? Sin. Number two, of what? Number three, of what? So there are three categories. Sex. Of people in this world. 
that the Holy Spirit is going to work. And for one category, he will convict them of what? One category, he will convict them of what? Another category, he will convict them of? So let's, let's see the next verse. It will tell us the three categories. Those that he will convict of what? Sin is because? So who are these categories? Do you get it? So this category of people, the Holy Ghost convicts them of sin. And that is why before you became a believer, when you heard the word, he convicted you of your sin. And that is why you said the sinners. <laughs> Hello. Are you getting the point? Next category. Those he's going to convict of righteousness is because what? He goes to his father and they will see him. So who are this category? Eh? He, who, he, he was talking to some people. He was talking to... So he told them, because I am going to my father and you will see me. So he's talking about the believers. Praise the Lord. So for you, the believer, he convicts you of righteousness. He doesn't convict you of sin. Because you have moved from a place of condemnation to a place of righteousness. So the Holy Spirit convicts you of what to do right. He doesn't point you to your sin. He points you to the right way. Did you hear that? So he's not like your mother or your father. Who will tell you? Where? Where? What you did, it will kill you. It will kill you. The Holy Ghost doesn't do that to an unbeliever. He tells you, this is what you must do. This is what you can do. This is what you have to do. He points you to the right. Because there's no wrong in him. Are you getting the point? And because you yourself, he has purged you of all wrong. So he doesn't see your wrong. He sees your right. So he tells you, this is what we do. We he doesn't even tell you, we don't do that. He's not negative. He's positive. This is what we do. Because the concentration is on what we do. Forget about what we don't do. Because it is... When there is law, then you talk about what you don't do. But when there is no law, there is one way. Ah, Are you here with me? So the point is, you know, this is what we do. Simple. Forget about what you don't do. Live by what he tells you to do. And he's always telling you to do right. Praise the Lord. Don't listen 
to condemnation. And I will tell you how Daniel and his friends did it. Let's go to the next. He said, of judgment because the ruler of this world is what? So who is he talking about? Satan. As for Satan, he has been judged already. He has been condemned already. He doesn't know repentance. He doesn't know change of mind. Some of you are saying, ah, but why? God is, is he that wicked? Why doesn't he give the devil a chance to repent? Have you asked that question before? Listen to me. Because there has been a dispensation of angels. And in that dispensation of angels, watch this. Angels had choices. If angels didn't have choices, Lucifer would not have sinned. You didn't hear me. Is that right? How did Lucifer sin? Because he had a... If they were robots. So they had choices then. Because then it was their dispensation. Just like we now have the dispensation of human beings. Now. In their dispensation... When Lucifer sinned and he chose his people, their dispensation ended. So the point is this. Those who were left as angels in heaven don't have a choice now. They have chosen where they want to belong. Demons who came with the devil have also chosen where they want to belong. So for them, their judgment day has already happened. So as I speak to you now, angels don't have choices. It's just like you. When you die, the day you die, you, have don't, you don't have choice again. You are either going to hell or heaven. Are you here with me? Because your dispensation has what? Ended. So, as for the devil, there is no place for a change of mind. Praise the Lord. Is it clear? Okay. Let's look at the third. The third name. And the third friend of Daniel. Look at his name. Mishael. What does he mean? Who is what God is? Wow, what a name. So today as believers... Who are we? I've taught you that already. You are the begotten of of the Father. Look at the name they gave him. Meshach. It means guest of the king. 
The one who is like God. Who is in the image of God. Who is the son of God. Has now been made a visitor. Now, when you are a guest, you can't go everywhere in the house. Oh, hello. Your privileges are limited. You don't have permanent residence. You can be ejected at any time. As a matter of fact, there's a spirit date on your head. And they are always asking, when is he going? And do you know that sometimes that's what the world makes you feel you are? As a matter of fact, these days in church, that is what most, actually, most pastors make members feel. That we pastors are the sons. And you, the member, you are just a guest. So without me, you can't go to God. I'm speaking too much truth. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you that I am not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. As a matter of fact, I'm a son. And you are also a daughter. And a son. Praise the Lord. Listen to me very carefully. We have equal access. Did you hear what I said? I said we have equal what? Access. Let me tell you. Let me just give you the example so you can understand this clearly. I didn't say that you are a pastor. You are not a pastor. You are not. But you are a priest. Every believer is a priest. And Jesus is our high priest. When you were called as a son, you were also given that privilege of a priest. Mediator between men and God. So that you can preach the message of reconciliation. So that men will come to him. Are you getting the point? You are reconciling the world to him. You are reconciling the world to him. But as a pastor, it is a calling within a particular office. That one is not for everybody. Some are evangelists. Others are apostles. Others are prophets. It is not a five-fold ministry. It's a four-fold ministry. People think it's five. It's not five. 
If you read the Greek, Ephesians chapter 4, I think verse 21, 19 to 21, it says, pastors and teachers. The word pastors and teachers in the Greek actually means pastors who are teachers. Because if you are a pastor and you can't teach, then you are not one. So every pastor is a teacher. The word did didaskulos. Yeah. That's the word teacher in the Greek. So pastors who are teachers. So what it means is that God has privileged this man to be able to understand his revelation and teach it. That is the difference between you and me. But I don't take you to heaven. I open up the revelation so that you can understand. Do you get the point? So, when I go to the doctor and I say, don't you know I'm a pastor? He is in his office where he has been privileged and graced as a doctor. So I submit myself to his office and to his calling as a doctor. <laughs> when I go to the lawyer, are you getting the point? I submit myself in that same way. So that he'll be able to argue my case out the way I want him to. Because he has been called into that office and graced. In the same way, the pastor has been called into that office and into that grace. So he can open up to you the word of God. Pray with you. Encourage you. Comfort you. So that you can walk this walk of faith. Are you understanding me? But it doesn't mean that he's the one that can forgive your sin. And then when he sits down and says, confess. Until you tell him, you're not forgiven. This kind of caricature. Listen to me. We, we have to be very careful. Praise God. Am I teaching you? The reason why these things are not taught, I know that most of the pastors know it is because of human manipulation. Is because of human manipulation. I will take time and I will go into this deeper. All right, and and so 
when you when it is time to come to church just like you run with your life to go to the doctor you run because it's about your matter of faith are you getting the point yes because everything about your life has to do with your faith in Christ Jesus so you come to church and I open up this to you and you go out there and you live a victorious Christian life which will affect your office as a doctor your office as a lawyer your office as a businessman are you understanding the point because in your faith is your creativity Praise Jesus. I don't want to dwell too much on this. But I want you to know, don't let anybody make you a guest in your own home. And make you feel that they would have to take you to the king. If they don't take you, you can't go. Oh, praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 says for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many what many sons unto glory so tell them I am a son or a daughter tell them if you are a daughter say so To make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. He came to suffer, die. So that you become a son and a daughter. And why is somebody want, wanting to take that privilege from you? And why do you want to take it from yourself? Asking somebody to bath you. You watch some of those clips. People lying down and people step you on their head. Some are being carried like a um, th- this is the first time in life I've been seeing I'm seeing people palanquin. <laughs> this, 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 you know. Human beings created in the image and likeness of God, sons of glory. And they are drinking insecticide. Urine. God have mercy. First John 4.17 First John 4.17 First John 4.17 I want you to read this. Read this. Wonderful. Read this. What does it say? Go. Love has been perfected. So what has been perfected? What has been perfected? I said what has been perfected? Is it condemnation? Is it sin? Is it imperfection? Is it struggling? Love has what? Been perfected. And then what happens? If you understand English language, it says, because this love has been perfected, 
it cannot be taken back. It has been guaranteed. It has been sealed. You and I may come with what? Boldness in the day of judgment. Why? Because as he is, so are we. talking about so when you are coming to church come with boldness you are coming as a son to your father just as he is so you are if Jesus is the feature of S class you are S class if Jesus is righteous you are righteous If Jesus is rich, you are rich. If Jesus is eternal, you are also eternal. So even when you die, he said you are asleep. Just like he slept and woke up. So you also sleep and you wake up. You don't die. Because as he is, so are you. In this world. And what is the reason? Love has been perfected. How was it perfected? For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. So listen. Christians don't die. Before they have everlasting life. (laughs) Who told you that? You are living in eternity. Because eternity lives inside of you. So the only thing is that this flesh falls off. Eternity walks on. Somebody say this is the gospel. Tell them, don't change my identity. Let's look at the last friend's name. Azaria. It means Jehovah has helped. And they changed his name. Abednego. Which means servant of Nebo. Jehovah has helped. It's not Jehovah will help. He has helped. Listen, for whatever you are going through, help has already come. I said, whatever you are standing in, help has already come. It will not destroy you. It will make you better because help has already been given. On the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago, help was fully given. If you have not seen help, help. So who made you a servant? Psalm 46, verse 1 to 11. I want to read all. God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear. When earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea, let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God. The sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. God dwells inside you. 
You are the city of God. Heaven lives inside of you. And from the very break of day, God will protect it. You are protected on every side. Nothing can by any means hurt you or harm you. You are protected. I said you are protected. I said you are protected. You are sub- you could not die like a chicken. You are protected. God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice tenders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here amongst us. Everywhere you are, there are ten thousands and thousands of angels. Listen to me, wherever you are, you don't know, but wherever you are, angels are all around you. You are never walking alone. No. Like Jesus told them when they were come to kill him, and they felt he was afraid. And they said, no, 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 listen, we want to defend you, Jesus. He said, what do you mean? You want to defend me? He said, I can call legions of angels right now. Because they are ready for my attendant. Wherever you are, angels are there. So when you are going to your hometown, why are you afraid? Of a 10-year-old witch. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He bends the shield with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored in every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here amongst us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy. We will find grace to help when we need it most. Jehovah has helped though. We are not servants of any God of our family. We see our family in shambles. But we will not be in shambles. Because we have a different God. And our God already helps. We don't even have to call him. Jeremiah says, call unto me. And I will show you great and mighty things. He said, even before you call, I will answer. Let me finish this. So, how did they keep their identity? How did they stay secure in that identity and became a success story in a foreign land? The Holy Spirit has hidden the secret in what they ate. Praise the Lord. In what they, what did they eat? Let's all read it together. Go. Now, God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Right after he has changed their name in eight, nine is what is... Are you getting the point? Yes. So he changed their names and felt that, Charlie, they are locked in the identity, in the Babylonian kingdom's identity. They would think like Babylonians, talk like Babylonians, behave like Babylonians. Say, no, it it, it ain't gonna work. Now God has given the chief of staff both respect and what? For Daniel, what happened? 
But he responded, I am afraid of my Lord, the king, who has ordered that you eat this food and wine. If you become pale and thin compared to the other youth your age, I am afraid the king will have, no, will have me beheaded. Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water. We will not eat the king's food. Because the moment we eat what they eat, feed on what they feed on, it will affect our identity. They can call us by their name. But if we don't feed on what they feed on, we will still secure our identity. So you see, you can call me by a certain name. But if I don't feed on the knowledge you feed on, it won't influence me. It will fall off. When you call that name, I won't hear. Because I won't respond to that name. Because I don't eat the same food you are eating. Ten days. At the end of the ten days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. Right away, they are making, they are called the difference makers. So you will see the difference. The attendant agreed and Daniel's suggestion and tested them for ten days. Ten days, actually ten means complete. Ten is At the end of the ten days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier, better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only, only vegetable instead of God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding. Every aspect of literature and wisdom. And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Now, the word vegetables in the Greek is the word zeroa. And actually stands for this word pulses. Pulses, they are seeds. Seeds. Now, seeds actually stand for the word of God. And they also took water. Water also stands for the word of God. So whilst they were eating the king's food, they had their gaze and their influence from Jesus. Praise the Lord. They were feeding on the seed, which is the word, that gives life. They were taking water, the water of the word, that washes and cleanses. Praise the Lord. And because of that, when they tested them, they found them better. Their identity was still locked in Christ. 
because in the midst of all the culture they gazed on Christ listen to me very carefully don't eat the food of the world stop eating the junk the world is giving you don't take the patterns of the world as your pattern don't take their design as your design don't take their form as your form stop what Jesus has made you is who you are don't let anybody change that don't let your husband change that don't let your wife change that don't let your friends change that if there's something you must be protective of is the fact that who he has made you no one should come close don't eat any food that does not come from him. What he says, do it. Listen, what Jesus has made you has nothing to compare with it. Don't envy any other thing. Let me finish it. Don't worry if the world around you is headed a different direction. End the day. The end of the day, its path is what? Destruction. Grace, glorious grace, grace, glorious grace, at the cross you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.